Violet's Five Questions, a deep dive into deep conversations. Violet is designing a future where the last stage of life is recognised and planned for and more honest and open conversations are possible. We're working to close the gap between what people hope for and what happens. Violet's Five Questions were created in collaboration with Dr. Catherine Mannix, palliative care physician and author of Listen, How to Find the Words for Tender Conversations. I'm your host, Annie Fox, Head of Brand and Community at Violet, and I have the privilege of asking our guests these five questions. We hope this podcast will inspire your own self-reflection practice and give you new insights and tools for approaching complex conversations in your professional life and beyond. On today's episode, we're talking to Joe Wood, who is a palliative care social worker. Hello, Joe. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Hi, Annie. It's really great to be here. Before we get stuck in, I wanted to just chat to you about your own reflective practice. I know that it's something that you are really passionate about and you talk a lot about in terms of resilience building and self-care. Am I fair to say that you sort of felt very comfortable with the idea of of going back and reflecting because it's something that you kind of do often in your own self-care practice? Yeah, I, I guess you could say that. I think as a social worker, it's something that's kind of embedded in social work, the idea of reflective practice. Very early on in my career, it's something that I have thought more about. And it's probably only with age, though, that I've gotten more comfortable with that because we're all lifelong learners. And I think the more I've been exposed to more difficult and distressing situations in my career, the more I've learned how important reflecting on my practice actually is. Before we get into it and dive in, could you share with us just a little bit about the conversation we're going to be unraveling together? Yeah, so this one is probably, it's not like a specific conversation. It was a woman in her, probably her 80s that had quite advanced dementia which was further complicated by having a stroke. And so I came across this woman in the palliative care unit and I worked both with her and with her her husband as well. So um, from the point of admission until the point when she actually was transferred into a residential aged care facility. Thank you, Joe. Let's dive in. So in thinking about that, what were you bringing into the conversation Another way to think of it is what were the unnamed ingredients that you brought with you? In this particular conversation or work with this this couple, it was actually that they reminded me of my nana and pa. (laughs) My grandparents both had dementia and moved into a residential aged care Mm -hmm. facility and my pa was, he developed dementia at a later stage and he was very much the protector of my nana. And so I really... I saw that in that dynamic in this couple. And again, that's when you're thinking about reflection. I was really aware of that quickly when I started to work with them, that that was perhaps having um, an impact in the way I'm working. So that was the important thing for me to recognise. And what mattered most to you going into the conversations with them? And if that evolved, how did it evolve from the beginning of the conversations to the end? What matters most is coming in with no preconceived ideas, really, trying to put that personal experience at the back of my mind and recognising that it's there, but I'm not going to bring that into this situation. And when I'm working with a couple like this or anyone else for that matter, I try and bring 
curiosity. I'm curious about them as people and their situation and how they're experiencing this. So I'm coming from a place of curiosity, respect, and really just wanting to give them the space to share with me. So thinking about that then, do you have an agenda? Do you set an agenda when you enter conversations or or when you entered a conversation with them? A lot of people ask me about this. I try my best actually not to. It can be very hard when you're working in an organisation though. As a social worker working in an organisation, often there's that agenda of, in this case, this woman may need to transition into a residential aged care facility. So there's always that kind of underlying agenda of having a task. And that, to be perfectly honest, that's something that I struggle with at times. But I try my best not to have an agenda in terms of where that conversation is going to go. I'm very much meeting that person where they're at and I want to learn about them. So I'm not trying to guide that conversation. I want them to tell me and I want to give them a really comfortable space where they feel they're able to share with me. And what was the role of silence? I'm a really big believer in silence and the magic that can come from silence. So when you allow silence, you're allowing space for a person to process what's going on. And often there's so much complexity in that situation that giving that opportunity for them to sit with perhaps something that you've just been talking about and really think about it can help them reflect and process and maybe think about things differently. Um, And they're often coming up with a different way of viewing something. So I'm not doing it, they're doing it themselves. And that's purely by allowing them that space to actually sit with that. So I've seen some really beautiful things come out of silence. And I think that it's probably something that as professionals that we struggle with quite a bit because we feel uncomfortable when there's silence. And our last question, if you could go back and do it again, what would you do differently, if anything? When I was thinking about this particular case, it's always the issue of time. I think when we're working in busy spaces and sometimes reflecting and wishing that you'd had more time to spend with that couple, and particularly in this situation, it was around the time perhaps I would have spent in bereavement because this woman was transferred into an aged care facility and because I developed a connection with her husband, he rang me and told me that she died. Um, and we had a really lovely conversation, but I always reflect and think I would have liked to call him again and I really would have loved to have checked in with him. And unfortunately, sometimes we don't have the luxury of having the time to do these things. But, yeah, that's something that sits with me and that's probably something I would have liked to have done differently if I could. Joe, thank you so much. Such a privilege to sit with someone that has such a skill in their own reflective practice. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Violet's five questions can also help you create your own reflective practice around complex or high stakes conversations. And if those conversations are related to the last stage of life, you can chat to a Violet guide to get the guidance you may need. Jump onto violet.org.au or dial 1-800-VIOLET to find out more.